1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well,
0: we're back on a topic today that's familiar to us. That is the idea of discipleship. Now, sometimes discipleship is an ad hoc thing. It's like we approach it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But there's one organization that wants to make discipleship a really... Uh, intentional idea, an intentional discipleship program. In fact, cyclical discipleship training. Ian Malins is the founder of Omega Discipleship, and he's joining us today. Hello, Ian. Welcome to 2020.
1: Hello, Neil.
0: Ian, tell me about intentional discipleship. Why are we getting it wrong so often, just letting things happen the way they might happen naturally?
1: Well, I think as we look back, um, as I look back over my life and my journey, and I've been involved in pastoral ministry for many years, um, I had this uh, idea that if I preached good messages and we just got people involved in activities within the church, that they would grow to maturity automatically. But um, I soon discovered that that wasn't really happening in a lot of people. And. Um, Having read other surveys about the same thing, I I think other surveys have revealed the same.
0: So when it comes to discipleship, there needs to be a focused approach. Otherwise, we're leaving people incomplete or not quite as whole as they could be when it comes to this discipleship process.
1: Yeah, well, I I think there's probably three misconceptions about what discipleship is. Um, the first misconception is it's just something for new Christians, just a little kickstart, that you give them a six-minute kind of pep talk when they commit their life to Christ, or maybe a, a six-hour little uh, work through some areas, or even a six-week program, um, and then just tell them to come along to church, read their Bible, pray, and get involved, and let them go. But in reality, um, that's not enough. A newborn baby needs more nurture than that.
0: It's a huge issue, isn't it? Because uh, there is this misconception that discipleship is the thing that happens for a new convert, but really is a lifelong journey that we're all on. That's
1: right, it is.
0: So when you're talking about this journey towards what we might say would be Christ-likeness, what elements of that journey are very important to highlight?
1: I think in the cycle we've developed, which is not only just for new Christians, but it actually Steps Back from that actually has a a book and a manual for a non-Christian who's open to find out about Christianity, and then we have one for new Christians. And then we really go on to look at that um, the Christian life is more than just being a believer. It's becoming a disciple. So we really focus on what Jesus calls us to be, not just loose followers, not just church attenders, not just even bible readers but disciples and all of that means so the journey that we take them on is looking at how that works out in daily life
0: So when you're talking about a cyclical discipleship training, you're talking about those things that you should understand even when you are a seeker, even before you've made a decision to follow Christ. Then there's those foundation principles for new Christians, but then you start to get into the nitty-gritty. You start to go into the personal growth for disciples. What should a disciple look like after they've made those early commitments uh, to follow Christ, uh, how ought they be growing from that time forward?
1: Well, we explore in in the next series after the first Christians one. We we work through um, a series called "Come Follow Me," which is really looking at what does what is the meaning of discipleship, and what are the principles of growth, and what does Christ's lordship mean over my life, and what is the Spirit filled life all about? we look at all those key areas of developing that core relationship with Jesus that that becomes the center of your life and and shapes your direction rather than just some biblical facts and knowledge that, that are perhaps randomly picked up in a normal church environment but not integrated into the core of your life.
0: So you're taking it a step deeper every time. And when we talk sometimes about the lordship of Christ, uh, sometimes we think of that as the goal to achieve because we're finally in a place where we're submitted to the things of God, to following Jesus in a determined way. But then you take it even deeper and you bring in this whole element of how we worship.
1: Yes, so we, we move on to look at worship as a lifestyle rather than just an event on Sunday. And, and again, I think often we have the concept in our minds that we go to church to worship and that worship has to do with singing and, and the framework of a, a, a normal service, which is an important element, the corporate aspect. But we look at living worship as a lifestyle, um, what that means in daily life, in my home, in the workplace, all I do should be an act of worship to God if he's the centre of my life and what that really means, how that works out.
0: How does that worship look when you're thinking about the way a person conducts themselves in everyday life?
1: Well, I think Romans 12, one really is, is the key verse there where it says, um, Paul says, look, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God that you present all of your lives your whole body to to Christ as as a living sacrifice uh, for this is the true worship that you should offer and don't be conformed to the world and let the world squeeze you into its mold but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so it's talking about living in the world living out your life in the world and that works out in all kinds of ways doing everything with with the thought that I'm living my life for God, and I'm not just working for myself or doing this for myself, but Christ is the center, and I want to honor and glorify him in everything.
0: And interestingly, Ian, when you talk about intentional discipleship, you're not just talking about a person who feels as though they are a leader and a person who's responsible for discipleship and doing those things that might help people grow in their development as a follower of Christ. But we're talking too here about the intentionality of the person who is being discipled. We're talking about our own hearts here, having an intentional Motive for being discipled and, and finding leaders and role models, people who are able to speak into our lives so that we will grow in faith.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. I think, look, we, we look at any normal area of life. If, if we think about wanting to be skilled in a particular professional area, we're willing to commit. We're willing to commit time and effort and sometimes years of study, like I did to become proficient in an area of expertise, so I'm going to be effective in my, my um, workplace as a provider. And sometimes we don't think of the Christian life as requiring that kind of dedication and effort. And the same in the athletic world. If, if you want to be um, fit and you want to perform well in sport, you're willing to commit training and time and effort to it. And uh, the Christian life is like a race. It's, it, we're called to be disciplined, so there is an intentionality. It's not just a passive absorbing of, of Christian influence, but it's willing to really devote myself to follow Christ and to look at ways that are going to help me really become, uh, to run the race well and, and to be a good athlete, to be a, a good disciple of Jesus and effective for him.
0: Ian Malins is our guest. He's the founder of Omega Discipleship. We're talking about intentional discipleship and what Ian has called a cyclical discipleship training. We'll talk about what this all means. We'll have a quick review and we'll move to the next level in just a short while. Stay with us right here on 2020. Well, if you are like most Christians, perhaps your discipleship has been an ad hoc instance where you perhaps accidentally fell into the right place where you were being discipled by someone who was a role model or someone who was able to speak into your life in church. Well, we're talking about an intentional discipleship today and what's called a Cyclical Discipleship Training Series with Ian Malence, who is the founder of Omega Discipleship. Ian, just recap for us. We've covered a number of different aspects of the discipleship training series that's in a cycle. You talked about seekers who need to have some input into their lives to prepare them for making a commitment to Christ. How does the rest of that cycle work up to where we're we're talking about now.
1: All right. Well, we've started back there before a person comes to Christ, and we've provided this tool that Christians can use as, as a witnessing tool to help them go beyond just those little bits of conversation about Christ, to give them something that is going to explain Christianity and show them what it's all about. But coming to faith and coming to Christ is only the beginning of the journey. As someone said, um, becoming a Christian is only 5% of the Christian life. 95% is going on with Christ and growing to maturity. So what we've done, we've developed this ongoing pathway, which we believe is a cycle because it um, it, it is a growing um, cycle where you develop your own walk with Christ uh, with somebody perhaps walking with you as a discipler to the stage where you go full cycle and know how to pass it on to someone else and become a disciple maker. So that's, that's the... Um,
0: the total picture. Okay, so in the series that you've prepared you've got those preparation issues for seekers, you've got booklets that then go on to teach new Christians then you've got growing from being just a new Christian to appreciating what it is to know the Lordship of Christ and then deepening all of those issues into a life of worship and being led by the Spirit. Let's talk about what happens when you apparently have all things sort of together and you're at a point where you can then be an influence on another person. How does that translate into the cycle of where we would be at in influencing another?
1: Well I think often we encourage people in our churches to get out there and witness but I, I think that then becomes something that we struggle with and we're not sure how to do that because I really believe that witness is the overflow of the spirit-filled life. And unless you're growing and, and your own relationship with Christ is, is captivating your heart and is, you're feeling that transformation, um, you're not, your well is dry. Your, if your spiritual well is not overflowing, you're not going to have much to give to others. So this cycle, rather than emphasizing witnessing early in the stage, is is growing you to, to develop your own walk with Christ and then showing how to let that life within flow out to connect with others and touch others through lifestyle, friendship, evangelism.
0: And one of the things I can hear you saying here is if you haven't had an effective discipleship in your own life, there might be some deficiencies when it comes to discipling others because you might not appreciate that there is a, a training cycle that needs to be met one block on another. And, uh, and so right from seekers through new Christians for growing disciples to deepening worship, then to be able to disciple another.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's true for, for many of us um, who come to faith. We've, we've come in through various ways to know christ we might have grown up in the christian environment or we may not have but then if we have not had an intentional pathway to walk through where all the foundation blocks are put in place there can be many missing gaps and areas of weakness and areas unsurrendered in our own life that we may not even be fully aware of and and so what happens for many i believe they grow so far and then they just plateau out and just at that level in a maintenance mode, just going to church, being propped up each week and getting a little bit of input here and there, but not really integrating at all and not really going the full journey and covering all the bases so that they now have confidence um, with the Holy Spirit helping them to make disciples of others and know how to do it.
0: So it's becoming a confident discipler, knowing that you've been effectively discipled yourself, then being able to train other disciples. Uh, ultimately, I guess in the cycle that we're talking about, that brings you to a point where you might actually be helping a whole bunch of people in, in ways that we might call a group leader.
1: Yes. Well, um, people can be gifted in different areas. And In the process of uh, this cycle, we recognize that uh, all of us can touch other people's lives in different ways. It can be a mother in the home influencing her children. It can be a father in the workplace having a much more clear Christian testimony there. And it can also be um, in working one-on-one with a younger Christian or even as a group leader, uh, discovering that you can take a group using the same discipleship pathway that we've prepared so we give you the tools. You don't have to guess what to do or fumble around looking for something to take your group through but you've got it already laid out for you.
0: Well I'm excited about your cyclical discipleship training series Ian because uh, undoubtedly those resources that you've got as part of your uh, training series are available but it's not always as easy to put those into the order that you have come up with that actually creates an intentional disciple and so I'll point people to your website uh, your website is www.omega dot discipleship.com and uh, you'll be able to see that cyclical discipleship training series there. Ian Malins is the founder of Omega Discipleship. Ian it's been a pleasure thanks so much for being with us today on 2020
1: Thank you Neil, it's been a pleasure sharing with you